Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of WLN. This episode of WLN, we'll be talking about who will be in the 4-1 in 2023. Kurt Busch retired from full-time racing. Tyler Reddick leaving RCR early. And what the hell happened with Bubba Wallace? Stay tuned and more. You are listening to the Double. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the only podcast that knows that Ricky Smith won the 2008 Energy 500. This is the W.O. Line. Welcome to this uh, episode. This episode um, is off of the um, the crazy events that happened. <laughs> the crazy events that happened um, last night at the, and I'm filming this on a Monday. Um, and, and this is a relatively going to be a relatively, you know, matter of fact, I don't even know how this episode is going to be. Welcome to the WLN. Uh, we have so much stuff to talk about. Um, previously, um, the last episode that I filmed, um, was, was earlier, a couple of months ago, so on and so forth. Um, but welcome, uh, to the podcast. We have a lot of stuff to talk about on this episode, starting um, with the the groundbreaking news, and of course, we're gonna be talking about the elephant in the room, Bubba Wallace. We're gonna be talking about that. Um, but we um will talk about some some smaller stuff that has happened um earlier in the week. I wouldn't even say smaller stuff. I say some um answering to some questions. First things first. Uh, we found out that Kyle Bush. Um, well. We already know Kyle Bush is going to RCR in 2023, but we found out um, earlier this week, well, before um, the race uh, in Las Vegas on Friday, we found out on Friday that no other than Kurt Busch, um, Kurt Busch is the only active NASCAR driver who is, he's basically the gap between Dale Earnhardt, who was a seven-time cup champion, and Chase Elliott. Um, but we found out, uh, we, of course, we all knew um, that, you know, this day was happening. And, you know, people can go on Twitter and make rumors and, and all of this stuff, you know, trying to be the first one to cover the news, which is fine. But it's always good to get it confirmed. So Friday, we found out that the 2004 Cup Series champion, Kurt Busch, um, who has been driving in NASCAR for more than 20, right now, 22 years, um, is stepping away from um, from Cup Series racing in 2023. Um, and it's been a terrible, um, a terrible batch of a couple of weeks for NASCAR in the right of um, this one, this next-gen car. Number two, these drivers get concussed. And number three, you have a big-time driver in Kurt Busch retiring. Um, I wouldn't say somewhat prematurely, uh, but I would say it's always something when a driver um, retires um, just like Kurt Busch. But Kurt Busch, 2004 NASCAR uh, Cup Series champion. This man also won the Daytona 500 um, some years back and so on and so forth. Ran in the Indy 500. Did the double. Um, and one thing I can say about, um, about Kurt Busch is the fact of the matter is, is that if you went to the track 10 years ago and wanted to be a Kurt Busch fan, you would be booed 
But now years later, he has matured into the person he's is, he he is now, and now has become a um, a polarizing figure in the NASCAR garage. Um, even though he was one, but on the good side of things now. But um, you know, it's somewhat something to see um, him retire um, the way he did. However, um, I say however because. Um, it's sad for him to retire the way he did, but it's also um, good to understand and know that earlier um, last week, NASCAR basically told the teams, hey, we're going to fund these. We're going to fund you guys um, some money regarding the parts and so on and so forth. They're trying to get it right. And I'm not trying to be you know, defensive towards NASCAR, but I will say that they're trying to figure out the things that's going on with the car that we all know now that you can't get hit. you can't get hit uh, from the back. You really can't in NASCAR, and the reason why is because if you get hit from behind and hit the wall, um, then that will be more so of a concussion, as shown with Kurt Busch, as shown even though Landon Castle hit a hell of a lot harder than Bowman, but Alex Bowman um, is also on the shelf as well regarding the concussion. Um, but it's it's sad to say uh, sad to see Kurt Busch retire. Uh, Thirty four career wins. Um, in the cup series, I believe, I think 34, 33, 34, you know, um, you know, he, you know, was so happy coming to 2311. Um, and he's definitely going to be a, um, a, a molding figure, uh, for the guy we're going to be talking about later on the show, Bubba Wallace. Also, we found out that the 45 will of course be vacated in 2023. And we know that Tyler Reddick was originally going to go to the 45, well, go to 2311 in 2024 um we heard in the press conference with regarding kyle bush um and our and richard chitters that it was going to be allegedly a third charter that uh richard was going was going to lease from a spire or um even a even a uh, bj mcleod even even it was on the table that bj mcleod allegedly was going to give his charter um people make rumors all the time but it was alleged that this was happening found out that hey, all that's not happening. Kurt Bush is retiring. Twenty through eleven bought out Tyler Reddick. Guess what? Tyler Reddick's gonna drive the forty five next year. Um, the forty five car has been a fast little thing. I feel like that uh, Tyler Reddick leaving. Um, even though I will say, um, to be fair, Tyler Reddick has been in a lot of places for a short little time. You gotta understand, he was not at Ross. I mean, he was he was not at um at rcr that long even though that he wanted to be at rcr it wasn't a spot uh for him at rcr so next year 2023 no other than tyler reddick will be driving at 23 11 race and we still haven't heard anything yet regarding kyle bush and kbm more to come but also um associated this happened earlier today matter of fact uh but it's a Something's going on between um, Stuart Haas Racing. Gene Haas said in the weekend that after 2023, uh, Kevin Harvick will not be racing full-time for the team. We don't know. Gene Haas might be bluffing. He might be saying something. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how Stuart Haas Racing will be in 2023 and 2024. The reason why I say 2023 is because uh, regarding the Associated Press, Jenna Fryer, um, you know, he, she talked with Gene Haas and Gene told her regarding Harvick, but also he told her about Cole Custer and Ryan Priest. 
Now, Ryan Priest drove for JTG Darty Racing last year, driving the 37. Originally, the 37 car was going to be a basically a um, it wasn't it wasn't even a chartered car. It was going to run half the season. But guess what? They ran the whole season. So next year, the 41 car, from what it looks like, is going to be on the table because you got Cole Custer, who father Joe Custer is a big time key figure at Stuart Haas race. And then you have Ryan Priest, who ran in the Cup Series, ran for Joe Gibbs race in the season, won a race um, in the in the Truck Series, trying to get back in the Cup Series, that is eager to get back in the Cup Series in Ryan Priest. Uh, so it's going to be a pretty big thing um, that's going on over in the Stuart Haas racing uh, corner and so on and so forth. Um, that has been NASCAR has been a, a, a huge um a it's been it's been huge for the last couple of weeks regarding the concussions, Kyle Bush, uh, you know, Kurt Bush, so on and so forth. Um, and it's been crazy. Another uh thing that I have on the notes is about Rockingham Speedway. Uh, you know, it's been it's been said. Uh we, we talked about it, me and Evan McCord talked about it in the last episode, but we was talking about um, North Wilkesboro and the fact of North North Wilkesboro coming back. Rockingham is supposed to be coming back. The last time Rockingham was on the schedule was 2013. And in 2013, they basically had Rockingham on the schedule. And I believe Larson won the race with Turner Scott. So even then, I thought that Rockingham was going to be on the lit on the schedule, but after years and years, and now it's not on the schedule. Um, and now they're seeing how much hype uh, North Wilkesboro is getting. Rockingham wants to be on the schedule as well, too. And by God, it should be on the schedule because the race that was there in 2013 for the trucks was really good, and it should be something where the Cup Series cars definitely will need to uh, be. And I should mention, um, as we I talked about first on on here, and that is Bubba Wallace. Now, um, it's crazy um, how the NASCAR season been this year, and I understand that um, it's been a lot of drivers who have now certainly came out saying that it was concussed. Even though I feel like at Charlotte with the wreck that Chris Busher had, he had a concussion. Came out to be COVID, allegedly. But now it's been a lot of safety concerns regarding how people are crashing now. A couple of weeks ago, you seen one of the safest races at Talladega because of that. Um, however, the truck series race was not due to Jordan Anderson getting burned, but the cup series race was pretty much a safe race. This past weekend, uh, Bubba Wallace was racing against the 2021 cup series champion in Kyle Larson, who was eliminated last week, um, at the Roval in which he won last year. And basically those two were racing and um, 
some way or another. Larson. Put Daryl in the wall, put Bubble in the wall. And um, basically, as everybody has seen already, um, basically, as seen already, uh, Bubba put him in the wall, knocked, hit him, and uh, turned him. And the five-car Kyle Larson went back up the track and hit a teammate. Not necessarily teammate for Joe Gibbs Racing, but a Toyota teammate. And Chris in uh in Christopher Bale, who just won last week, and now he is in a bind trying to fight for a championship. Putting insult to injury, what Bubba Wallace did was these things. Proceeded to get out of his car, walked down towards the travel, and proceeded to push and continue to push the 2021 champion in Kyle Larson. And I'm not trying to defend Bubba Wallace by any means because personally, he was wrong. And right is right and wrong is wrong. He definitely was wrong. But I say it like this. It was wrong for him to one put somebody in the what it was wrong for him one to turn the turn uh Kyle Larson the way he did. Considering how the crashes how the crashes have been so far this year. But I will say this. What's not right is the fact you got all of these fans on Twitter and YouTube and whatever saying arrest Bubba Wallace. He needs to be arrested and all that. Okay. If Bubba Wallace is arrested, it needs to be arrested, then guess what? You got to go back. Tony Stewart needs to be arrested. You got to go back to Matt Kenseth. Matt Kenseth needs to be arrested. You have to go back and say, well, Brad Keselowski and Matt Kenseth again needs to be arrested. You need to go back to 1979, the Daytona 500, the very first televised Daytona 500, and tell me that Kelly Yarborough and Donnie Allison needs to be arrested. <laughs> or, as a matter of fact, I'll say it like this. Go back to uh, the 1993 Daytona 500 with Kyle Petty and uh, Bob, I believe it was Bobby Hillen. They need to be arrested. The inconsistency of NASCAR fans are beyond me. Um, it's there. Some of these NASCAR fans want to be consistent on some things and want to be inconsistent on other things. Um, my take on it is: yes, he was wrong. He should have first off, he should have never turned him the way he did. Now that right, that's a fine. He should be fined for that. All right, that's what he should be fined for. Um, people are saying suspension and all that. I'm not going to say suspension because if that was the case, then he would have been sent to the NASCAR truck. Now, granted this, I'm, when I put this podcast out, he might be suspended already. And then we'll come back on the next episode and talk about that. But all I'm saying is, is that for NASCAR to do that, they need to be somewhat consistent about their, the things that they're doing inside the sport. 
Uh, first things first, was Carson Host for us been this year? You know, um, go back in history. 2010 Atlanta. Brad Keselowski and, and, and Carl Edwards going to turn one. Carl Edwards hit Brad Keselowski. Uh, Brad Keselowski's called go inside. Go Flips, hits the first, hits um, hits the uh, the wall and going into turn one. Was was Carl Edwards suspended? No. Let's go to 2010 Gateway later on in the year. Brad Keselowski, Carl Edwards again. Coming off the final turn. Uh, Carl Edwards turns Keselowski, and a whole damn pileup happens at Gateway. You can go Google it. It's the same thing. All I'm saying is that NASCAR needs to be consistent and also needs to be mindful of the things that's going on right now. Yes, it was wrong for Bubba Wallace to do that, to do everything he did, and he should be fined for it. Don't get me wrong. He should be fined for it. Um, But for the inconsistency things that the fans are doing, that's not good. Uh, I mean, and it, and it is what it is. And you have some of these, some of these big time people on and in uh, in NASCAR. Um, these families are saying that you know he should be fined and he's not a champion and so on and so forth. And you know that's they have every right to believe what they want to believe. But um, some of these people need to understand and look back in history where the same crash. Hmm. 2015, Martinsville. 2012, Phoenix. Uh, what else? What else? Another race I can think of, especially 2012, Phoenix. You had a guy in Jeff Gordon turn somebody in Clint Boyer, who guess what was fighting for the 2012 championship in the second to last race of the season, because at that time Phoenix was the second to last race of the season. Homestead was the final race. And you had a guy who was pissed off in Jeff Gordon, was pissed off at Clint Boyer. Guess what? He turned Clint Boyer into the wall. Was he suspended? If you go to jskid.com right now and type all that in, you will find that Jeff Gordon raced the next race. And Clint Boyer lost the championship. And still to this day, now he's retired. That was Clint Boyer's only time even coming close to a championship in 2012. 2015, uh, Martinsville. You had some beef between Cap, uh, between Matt Kenseth and Joel Logano, who won the race Sunday. But you had beef between them at Kansas that trickled to Martinsville. Matt Kenseth waited on the track until the 22 came by him and proceeded to put him into the wall. Now, granted, Matt Kenseth was suspended for all that. But the way Matt Kenseth punted the 22 into the wall on that day and the fans erupted just like they did, It could be the same thing because guess what? 2012, three years beforehand, Dale Earnhardt Jr. had a concussion from a crash at Talladega. No one was not talking about concussions then as they are now, even though that a concussion is prevalent then as it was now. So the point I'm making is, is that to NASCAR fans, be consistent in the things that you're arguing 
Um, because at the end of the day, it comes back. So the Bubba Wallace, it was wrong. He shouldn't have done it. Honestly, he should have just kept it going, cussed him out probably. That's it. But putting somebody in the wall and damn near probably mess somebody's hopes up of winning the championship, and then that's your Toyota teammate, that's not good. So I suspect a penalty coming, probably $100,000 fine coming, just like how they did uh, Kevin Harvick, <laughs> how they did Kevin Harvick and all the Stuart Haas racing the last couple of weeks, so on and so forth. And and that is um, and that. Is that. Um, I don't suspect anything else other than the ordinary, but I do suspect um, a lot of things um, coming uh, coming from coming from that uh, coming from that camp because that is uh, that is something that that is not good and um, and really should not be tolerated in NASCAR. And you had people talking about on Twitter that yes, it's a high rate of speed, and he didn't lift. Guess what? Kyle Busch did not lift in 2011 when he punted Ron Hornday into the wall and messed his entire 2011 championship hopes up. And that was the final year, as I stated with uh, Clint Boyer, was the final year that he was even close to winning a championship. Now, yes, Kyle Busch was suspended and Michael McDowell raced at Texas. But the point I'm making is, is that how NASCAR fans was then, they need to be now. And to Bubba Wallace, understand what you did. You are you are mature enough to drive a car. You should be mature enough to hold your emotions back and not punch somebody in the damn wall like that. Because first off, if, if Christopher Bell was not there, then that means that the twenty, the forty-five would have punted, would have hit the five. The five would have went straight into the travel wall. The back part, as I was talking about earlier in the episode, has been prevalent to injuries this year. So God forbid, if Kyle Larson would have gotten injured and got concussed yesterday, that would have been a huge problem for NASCAR. That would have been a damn huge problem for Bubba Wallace. But at the end of the day, hold your emotions back. Because all of these fans, these these um, Trump 45 fans, these fans now wanting you, they want you to fall anyway. So at the end of the day, hold your emotions, hold yourself accountable as you did earlier. People don't know this, but earlier he did, he made an apology. We know a fine is coming, but he did apologize for his actions. Who else did did Tony Stewart do in 2014? People forget the fact that that Tony Stewart, I mean, even though this was not in no type of NASCAR sanctioning, but people forget the fact that in 2014, Kyle Busch, I'm, I'm sorry, not Kyle Busch, uh, Tony Stewart ran a dirt car race, killed Kevin Ward Jr. Even though it was proven that Kevin Ward was under the under the influence of drugs. But even then, NASCAR fans, how were you then when that happened? Hey, anyway, we're going to take a break uh, from the WLM podcast. We'll be right back. We're going to be talking about the picks this weekend for a homestead for the, the three series. Also, forgot to mention Haley Deegan race this weekend. We'll be talking about her. 
as well um, when the break concludes. You are listening to no other than hey, the double yellow line. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. You are listening to the double yellow line. And uh, this weekend, we will be going to no other than the Homestead Miami Speedway in no other than Homestead, Florida. Uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful track. I passed by it before going to Key West, Florida. Beautiful track. Um, and also, I am blessed to announce that I will be down there uh, this weekend um, for the good guys, Um But we will be talking about the Dixie Vodka 400, which will be happening Sunday, um, which is five days away, uh, as I'm looking at it now, from filming this. Um, Also, we got the Contender Boats 300 for the Xfinity Series. We'll be talking about some people that will be in that race. Um, And also the truck race as well, too, for the Baptist Health 200. Um, You know, and I got the notes here. There's 37 drivers. Um, in 36 spots, meaning one drive will go home. Um, some notables in this race, Tyler Hill, Ryan Priest. Um, and let's see who else. Parker Kligerman, Clay Greenfield. Um, it's some more on that list. Uh, just stay tuned for it. There's a lot more people that are not even on the list. Um, you know, and I forgot to mention early in the show, but DGR Racing is going to Toyota next year. So the question is how will DGR be at Toyota in 2023? And the question is, how can they pick up where Kyle Busch racing, racing left off? Um, it, so, there's a lot more to come on that side um, of, of that in the truck series. Also, um, we have no other... Than the NASCAR Xfinity Series shipping, um, shipping gears. There we have Brennan Poole, my guy, uh, driving the six car this weekend. We have Timmy Hill. We got Chandler Smith, who um, just dropped a bombshell a couple of weeks ago, saying he was going to Colic Racing um, next year, leaving Toyota, leaving the Truck Series, leaving Kyle Busch Motorsports, and going to no other than Colic Racing. Kyle Sieg driving the twenty, the twenty-eight, thirty-four. Kyle Wellman, Patrick Emerly. 35, Josh Wageman, 36, CJ McLaughlin, 38, um, Stefan Parsons, 45, Nick Sanchez, 48, um, 77, um, Dylan, Dylan Bassett, BJ McLeod in 78, and Alex LeBay in the 92. So a stacked field of people um, that will be driving in the Xfinity race. Four to one drivers and teams on the entry list um, for that race. Congratulations to Josh Berry for winning last at las vegas uh last week uh he has clinched himself a spot um in the final round of the nascar xfinity series playoffs um a very good driver in his self um we also got some worry that jess naga and brandon will return in 2023 huge huge news brandon has definitely been a sponsor for jess naga in his xfinity series career um, even and even also in this time he was at H Scott Motorsports in the Cup Series, so that's pretty good to see that happen. Also, finally, we have the entry list for the 2022 Dixie Vodka 400, the NASCAR Cup Series race at Homestead Miami. Even though Homestead Miami really should be 
the final race of the season. Mm. Hey. But it's 36 teams and drivers uh, for 40 spots are listed. And we have no other than J.J. Ayler driving the 15 for Rick Ware Racing. Uh, we have uh, A.J. Almendinger driving the 16 for Colic. Noah Gregson once again stepping in for the injured Alex Bowman. And Landon Castle driving the 77. We heard um, allegedly some news um, earlier in the day that the 77 car next year will be driven by Ty Dillon. So, hey, we got some a lot, a lot of news to come from that side of Spire Motorsports. Um, the picks for me to win um, truck series, I say John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, John Hunter um, has been somewhat okay this year from what I see. Uh, Xfinity series side, um, I love, I love how Josh Berry is doing. Josh Berry um, has definitely proved himself. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I don't know. I think Noah Gregson might get it done at Homestead. And then for the Cup Series, you cannot go wrong with a Tyler Reddick. You definitely can't go wrong with a a Kyle Larson. So be on the lookout for both of them because of that high groove that that um, that Homestead Miami has. But I feel like that uh, even though he's eliminated, I still feel like that Kyle Larson will definitely get it done this weekend at the Homestead Miami Speedway. Um, the Homestead Miami Speedway race will be uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday for the Cup Series, uh, Sunday for the Cup Series at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern on NBC Practice and Qualifying, both being on Saturday, October the 22nd, um, with practice being from 10 a.m. to 10.45 and then qualifying immediately from 10.45 to 12. And that right there, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this episode of the Double Yellow Line. I am your host, Artez Kelly. A brief, short episode in regards to everything that's going on so far in racing. We're going to try to get these things back up in a weekly time manner. If you are in the Homestead, Miami area, I will be there. So I would definitely uh, love to see everybody on the grid and on um, and around the Homestead, Miami Speedway, uh, and hey, just don't know who will be in studio next week. So stay tuned to that. Stay tuned for that, and uh, and keep on watching NASCAR. And have a good day and peace.